So what are we gonna talk about? I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of the Steven and Kevin Show, we're gonna talk about digital introductions. Welcome back everybody to episode number 89 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Today we're gonna to be talking about the digital introduction. Yeah, we're excited to get into this topic today. Um, we've been busy, right? We've been busy over the past couple of months. We went through a whole rebrand. Uh, we dropped the Institute, so now we're just Oxley. We launched a whole new website. We've been trying to make the most of some of this, um, yeah, I guess you could say quote unquote downtime. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't say downtime in the in the slightest. It it uh, it's been a busy time, and I've never heard anybody describe it as dropping the institute. Uh, but <laughs> essentially, from the name, that's what we from did. From the name, it was Oxley Institute. We kind of dropped the institute. We just went with Oxley. People call us Oxley anyway, so we just said, "Hey, we're going to embrace that." Yeah, we sound, sounded too much like a mental institution. I'm afraid. Uh, we had some questions about that, so no. Uh, but yeah, it has it has been a busy time for us, uh, both with. Uh, the traditional side of our business and, and coaching for financial advisors, but also on the digital marketing side, there's been a huge influx of demand, as you can imagine, for our social media programs and video programs. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't explored those lately and you have the ability to run social media campaigns or to produce video, check them out. They're hot. So, so yeah, on to today's topic. Uh, and today's topic is about getting introductions. Now, if you if you followed Oxley for any period of time, you know, this is a core strategy for us. Right, this is one of those tactics. When you take a look at our research on how affluent investors find a financial advisor, it is through introduction. It's one of the top ways. So they get introduced from a friend, a family member, a colleague, and it's that credibility transfer that occurs that makes it so powerful. Yeah, so much like you know, in our quote unquote downtime, we've had a chance to, to revisit some of what we do to rebuild some programs, to, to work on some things internally here. This is a great time for you to do so as well. Thinking today specifically about this topic, which is the introduction and how do we make it relevant today? Your, your biggest business asset right now is your client base. They are going to be the growth engine for you. Most of your clients over the next three to five years are gonna come one degree removed from an existing client. So how do we leverage that in the most powerful possible way, even when we can't get in front of a lot of people socially right now? Yeah, so we're gonna talk about, I mean, when we talk about introductions, what we mean is we identify people that our clients, friends and family know, and then we ask specifically to meet them. We're not talking about asking for referrals, right, Stephen? There's a clear distinction between asking for a referral and asking for an introduction. And that might seem like semantics to you, like introductions versus referrals, but for us, there's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. And, and we don't wanna go back in time just because we're not able to get in front of people. Uh, we don't wanna go back in time and sales of yesteryear and overly pressure our clients. Who can you refer, who can you refer? They don't like it. We don't like it, it's uncomfortable. So we can do this in a really smooth fashion. Today, we're gonna to walk you through the two steps of our process, starting with how to uncover the people that you wanna meet inside your client circles. Yeah. that's part of the difference, right? It's the biggest difference in this approach versus the old referral approach is that we identify those in our client circles that we wanna meet. Yeah, we refer to this commonly as sourcing names, right? We're gonna identify who they know. And this comes by being a little bit more inquisitive by asking what we would refer to as who questions, right? Uh, typically when we have conversations with friends, family and clients and whatever, we say, hey, what have you been up to? Right? What's going on? What'd you do last weekend? Now we're saying, who did you do that with? Right? And we're just, it's just a couple extra questions that you're gonna tag on to you know, 
you know, a natural uh, conversation that are gonna help you identify and source names. So part of this is preparation, that in advance of a call with a client, we wanna be thinking about where their connections lie. Is it people they associate with at work? Is it people that, that live in their neighborhood or that they play sports with? What is it right now, even when most of the country is still on somewhat lockdown, what is it right now that they're doing that puts them in front of or on the phone with or on a Zoom with someone that we'd like to do business with? And those types of questions can help us arrive at some names. Yeah, I like that, Stephen. So one of the biggest differences in this environment versus maybe a traditional environment is that you have to think about what they're doing. Like, mm -hmm. are they are they someone who is playing golf, right? Um, are they working from home right now? Like, what, what, what are they doing? And then asking questions about those activities. Yeah, what do they do that puts them in front of other people, whether it's virtually or in person? Yep. It might lend itself to, to you uh, yeah, finding out who those people are. So for, let's give a for instance on that. Let's say that I've been out and able to play some golf. One of the questions that maybe you would ask me is, you know, have you been, out, have you been able to get out and play? Mm -hmm. Where have you been playing? Who do you play with usually? Right. right. Those are questions that are fairly natural to ask and allow you to source some names. Now, in that back and forth, you wouldn't then, as the financial advisor, pounce on that information. Oh, you played with that person, huh? I'd like to do some business with them. Right. Could you connect me? Right. You may table that. You may ask me about it down the road. Right now, the game is just to uncover the names, to build maps around every one of our clients, whether that's figuratively or on paper. We want to build maps around all of our clients to uncover who it is they associate with. Yeah, you kind of jokingly say uh, on paper, but we've had plenty of clients do that, where they will, or I say clients for us, advisors, who will have their top 25 clients laid out in a map and start knowing who they know. And over time, they, they build these um, almost like mind maps of client connections. Yeah, I remember when I started with Matt, we used to buy literally boxes of spiral bound notebooks and we would hand them out at events and call them your top 25 introduction notebook. <laughs> notebook. And it was basically one client per page and you would write down the client's name, you'd write down some questions you might ask and you'd write down names of their friends and family and mm -hmm. colleagues so that over time you had a really good profile of who that client is. Now, so much has changed both in how we would catalog that information. Most of you would do that uh, somehow in your CRM nowadays, but also in how we uncover it. So much of it happens verbally through conversation, but nowadays with LinkedIn, with Facebook, with Instagram, you get a really nice profile of who they know outside, um, you know, who they know in the community just by looking at their social feeds. That's a good point. So right, we can be going on LinkedIn in advance of a client meeting and we can be running a connections of search you know, using the filters and start identifying people based on the criteria that you wanna be looking for, you know, who they know. So we, so let's say we've sourced some names, right? We, we have, we've identified some people that our clients might know right now, um, maybe a center of influence knows, and we wanna start asking for introductions. How has the introduction request changed? Because historically, one of the things that we would typically do is go more social with this. Hey, you know what? I'd love to meet them maybe over a drink. We would, we would try and do something socially to build rapport, to get to know them a little better. Yeah, it was, it was a better approach because we weren't forced into business discussions before we were able to get to know the human, mm -hmm. right? Before you're able to build that level of trust to where it made sense to dive into their financials. Right now, it's not in the cards and right. that's okay. I mean, that, that's, it doesn't stop us from being able to leverage, again, our biggest business asset in our client base. It doesn't stop us at all. It just changes the approach. I think also with 
the volatility that's happening and that's been going on, I think it's even more of a reason to be a little bit more direct with what's going on. Yeah, I think a lot of people have said, well, guys, shouldn't you be a little bit more passive? Shouldn't you just mm-hmm. be, a, be, be a little bit more in mind of finesse rather than assertiveness right now? And we think totally the opposite. Right. That right now is the time to be assertive. Right now, people need your help. They need your guidance more than ever. So be a little bit assertive. This can be a great business building time for you. Mm-hmm. Plus the pandemic and, and the market volatility gives you a natural excuse to ask for some things through your clients that heretofore you just hadn't asked for. That's hey, exactly right. In, in light of our current situation, I think it's important that I reach out to you, right? You can use this as an excuse for a whole wide variety of things. That's exactly right. And so, and, and I remember this in, in 08 and 09, um, I had just started right after, I think 07 I started. And remember we were, we were hit with the great recession and we saw advisors who just like took this opportunity and just built massive books of business from it. Yeah, just by not being shy, by being a helper, by by staying true to who you are, which is uh, someone who can legitimately help those in the community with their finances, give them peace of mind, give them a better outcome in their their money management. But having that conviction gives you the the, the purpose behind talking to clients about their friends and who you could get in front of. So let's say, you know, we've done a really good job of the first end of this deal and we've gathered a lot of names. And when it comes to ask for the introduction, right now it's gotta be a more business forward approach. It can't be this, let's grab beers after work. It can't be, let's invite them to our client event because we're not having much of that right now. Yeah, so what we recommend is more of a joint email right now. So just saying, hey, you know what? You're asking like your client, hey, I know you mentioned so-and-so a few times. Would you be open to introducing me, you know, maybe just via email? Right. So pros and cons of that, the cons are what we've described already. You lose the social side of it. Yeah. You lose the ability to warm it up. Uh, and, and that hurts. But again, it's reality right now. Mm-hmm. The pros are that, this is really easy for the client to do. That's true. It's way easier for them to do. And some of them may ask you, well, what do you want me to say? Right. Right. Uh, well, come to think of it, I've got a snazzy <laughs> email template I'm going to send to you right. that helps explain who we are and why this meeting might make sense. Yeah. So when you frame it that way, like let's say hypothetically here that I'm the financial advisor, Kevin is my client, and I'd like to meet Matt, Matt Oxley. Now, Kevin, to do that over drinks, you know, has some explaining, you know, hey, Matt, uh, love for you to meet my financial advisor. Maybe we all go out for a drink sometime. Uh, when I say, Kevin, can you shoot an email to Matt just introducing us? I've always wanted to meet him. Mm-hmm. I think we might be able to help him. I can give you some language maybe you'd use to describe us and what we do. Would you be open to that? I mean, how easy is it for Kevin to forward that info along? There's very, very little risk in doing that. Kevin likes me as a person. We've gotten to know each other really well over the years. And why wouldn't he do it? Right, exactly. I, I think that, yeah, there's a big benefit in terms of it's easier on the introducer. Um, one of the cons would be that it's probably easier to maybe ignore, right? For the sure. for the person who, you know, like for Matt in that example, Matt might just, hey, it went to spam, I never got it, right? But again, what you're doing is you're just trying to be proactive here. And, um, and, and I also think that when you're doing this, and, and this strategy, by the way, the kind of introduction via uh, email, it's not like that's never been around. I mean, I, I had a client up in Northern California and he was in a in very tech environment. This was how he primarily got introductions. Mm-hmm. So what we're just saying now is that we're being a little bit more direct from a business standpoint. We're going email because of the environment that we're in, right? Because of the pandemic. And um, we're going we're gonna to try and if, if you can script the introducer, do it. Like create a little script of something that, because they're going to ask you, what do you want me to say exactly? What would you like me to say on your behalf? Yeah, and, and Kevin, uh, just to go back for a moment on the 
the idea that somebody may blow this off. Very possible, right? Yeah. I'm the financial advisor. You're my client. I want to meet Matt. I say, Kevin, can you send this email? Well, the way the mechanics of this work is that you're going to send the email to Matt and me. At the same right? time. The two of us at the same time on a joint email. If I'm the financial advisor, I'm going to reply all which gives a little bit more pressure for Matt to reply to me because mm -hmm. you're looped in, you thought highly enough of me to send this email, he's gonna give that a little bit of respect and, and more than likely reply in that scenario because I'm replying to all. Right. And if he doesn't reply, I'm gonna reply all again. Yeah, right? exactly. Hey, I, I, circling that's a good back point. on this, right? I like that. You're kind of getting into the weeds there of, of, of well, kind of nudging them along a little bit. A little bit, of, a little bit of pressure that says like, you can't let this go by the wayside because I'm gonna reply all and keep it top of mind. Mm -hmm. Not obnoxiously, not like five times. Matt, still waiting to hear from you over here. Right. Because if I do that, Kevin, my client, is very unlikely to ever accommodate this request again. Exactly. But a couple right. of reply alls adds a little pressure. Uh, I'm going to add one other thing as far as a pro to this uh, uh, approach. Well, it, it's not only easier for Kevin in this case to send that to Matt than to arrange a more formal introduction. Uh, it's also repeatable. So if I said, well, you know, Matt, right? And you know, at some point we'd love to meet David as well. I mean, I don't want to wear out my welcome here, but if you don't mind sending that email to David as well, yeah. I mean, we find right now is a perfect time for us to be helping people. Yeah. So uh, again, using the pandemic as an excuse to reach out to people that heretofore you haven't reached out to, whether it's a client's son or daughter, a client's business partner, a client's uh, neighbor, it doesn't matter. Be a little bit assertive right now. So let's talk about the the kind of the next phase of this process. You email, or you're, I, I'm the introducer, right? So I email you, I email Matt, trying to introduce the both of you. At that point, after I do it, I feel like I'm kind of out of it. Let's say Matt responds and he to you, and or he says, yes, I'm, I'm open to a conversation, right? Should you, as the advisor in this scenario, should you go in and say, um, like for a Zoom meeting? Should you go for a phone call? Like what? what's the ideal scenario? That's a good question. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think through it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I think it's worth a, I think it's worth starting with what you can get. And the more formality you wrap around that introductory call, the less likely it is to happen. Mm. So if you if you went nuts with that and you said, well, ideally, yeah, it'd be a WebEx. Ideally, I'd be able to see their statements in advance. You're not getting the call with Matt. Right. Like it's not happening. You're, 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 you might be asking for a little too much, too yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this case, I might would say, uh, hey, Matt, as a, as a first step, uh, let's set aside just maybe 30 minutes to get acquainted. We'd yep. love to share with you a little bit more about our business, how we help people. We'd love to learn a little bit more about you as well, just informal. Mm -hmm. um, if I could, if I thought that Zoom or WebEx wouldn't cause any barriers to having the actual discussion, I would include that because it would help me build rapport more quickly than just a phone conversation. And, and I, yeah, I agree. And I think that people have gotten used to this. Like I, I, I really, I feel like the, you know, and everyone knows the pandemic has pushed the pace of technology, but people are, are zooming their grandkids, right? And and relatives who live overseas, and they're just like it's just becoming more and more commonplace. So it's like, hey, here's a quick link to my to my Zoom, right? Yeah, and I think some people like uh, yeah, I think you just have to read the person. I had an advisor last week who told me he said, yeah, I mentioned I had a really an older prospect, and I and I wanted to schedule that first meeting, and I said, hey, I'll, I'll send you a link to a WebEx. And he said, I could tell by the way the gentleman responded that he didn't really even know what a WebEx was. Like this was yeah. hard to believe, but he, he said, well, would you just maybe come over and sit on my patio with me for a little while and let's get acquainted? And that's interesting. That's what we did. You know what? But I've had the opposite happen with a client of mine up in Boston and um, he had a prospect, a referral, and the prospect said, hey, are you going to send me a Zoom or, or something? <laughs> right. right. So they assumed that that's, that, that that's what they were going to do. But I, I like your point of like, if, if you feel like it's not going to hinder 
or, you know, the, or slow down the process saying, almost being a little assumptive with it. Like, hey, here's a link to a Zoom, um, yes. a Zoom link so that we can. And then during that meeting, do you show up on camera? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, right. Being willing to be the only one on camera if they don't <laughs> reciprocate, which yeah. is weird and scary, but it's totally what you should do. I know. You know, I, yeah. I mean, that's what well, we end up with it all the time. Yeah, I like I, I that's something that I, I agree with um, wholeheartedly, because when we have call, when you have a call with someone or a Zoom meeting with someone and it is via webcam, there is no doubt that it typically goes a little better. It, it does. Yeah. And there's always the case that you get on there via video. They don't reciprocate. They get on there and they see you and they're like, oh, great. Now uh, I have to turn on my camera. No, yeah. I just went for a run. Yeah. I'm so, a sweaty, sweaty mess. Yeah. I had that happen this week. It's like, oh, man, I do not want to be on video for this call. Right. But you do it. Uh, but yeah, I think today's concept, though, is to say right now you have an excuse to get out and prospect why people need you. Mm -hmm. They need you. So let's get out and prospect. We also right now have a chance to go back and rebuild some process in our business. Any marketing works if you do enough of it. So this sourcing and introductions campaign that we're talking about here doesn't really make a difference if you do it once. I mean, everybody can think of that one perfect opportunity, the Kevin DeMatt scenario that's so in your face, you have to take action on it. How do we force the pace on this thing? Yeah, and, and there's no excuse for not doing this right now. I mean, I, what, what I've heard in, in doing a lot of coaching and some group coaching is sometimes, well, people just, this is not the time to, to be doing this. No, like we, we do think the opposite. We think that, that there's no excuse for getting out there and being proactive. And this is one of your strongest approaches, like without a doubt, because of the credibility transfer. When I say, hey, Matt, I think you should talk to Steven right now. I'm vouching for Steven, right, in that scenario. And the sales process speeds up quite a bit. So um, we want you to be proactive. We want you to get out there. We want you to try this approach. Hey, right now, if you need some outside assistance, we're here for you. We at Oxley have doubled down on all of our efforts, whether it be the traditional coaching program where we can give you advice on how to run your business more effectively and how to find new clients, or whether it being in some of our digital marketing solutions like our outsourced social media efforts, where we can run social media campaigns on your behalf, or in our video program that's been hot right now because we can help you do video in a, in a really nice fashion, giving you both the equipment, the scripts, and all you need uh, to do great video. We'd like to throw out a little offer for you, right? So on the video idea, which is really hot right now, everyone wants to do more educational content videos. We have a really nice guide. It's called uh, the you know Oxy Mobile Video Guide, right? For lack of a, a better name. Um, if you go to our Instagram account, just search Oxley, right? Find us on Instagram, follow us, send us a direct message, and we'll send you a copy of the guide that we give to our mobile video clients. It walks you through everything in terms of the equipment you need to uh, video ideas, framing, lighting. You'll get a lot of value out of that. Thanks for joining everybody.